Salutations, friend, and welcome to an episode of The Profit Scale. This is the podcast for consultants, experts, and service providers who are either already serving corporate clients or transitioning towards it. This is the place where you can find tailored solutions to help you close your first, next, or biggest client yet. I'm your host and income strategist, RJ Connell. And if you're looking for expert strategies to help you build on your existing success, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in because we're about to get started. Salutations, friend, and welcome to The Profit Skill. I'm your income strategist, friend, and go-to guide for all things corporate, RJ Connell. In today's conversation, we're going to be discussing how to align your services with the solutions that corporations are already looking for. In last week's conversation, we talked about three mistakes that are leading you to a no when you're pitching for your business. One of those mistakes was positioning your service as nice to have instead of need to have. Well, the topics that we're discussing in today's conversation will help you reposition your service so that it will become a need to have for your prospects and not just something that's nice to have. So let's jump in. In case this episode is the first time you've heard the word prospects, it's the short form way of referring to prospective clients or in other words, potential clients. It's a term that's often used in the corporate world, so I want to make sure that you're introduced to the corporate language here so that you can better navigate boardrooms and conversations when you're there. So now that we've redefined what prospect means, before you can reposition your service, you first have to recognize where you are right now. That means understanding where your service fits into your market. Although you're an expert at what you do and how you serve your clients, it's not always clear to your prospects what makes you different than any other company that offers the same or similar services. As the expert, part of your job is educating your prospects on specifically what problem your service is a solution for. You have to help them understand how your service will remove from their pain and add to their pleasure. And in order to do that, you have to understand their problem. One of the simplest ways to understand the problems that your prospects are facing is to speak directly to them. That could be through phone conversations, emails, focus groups, and industry events or more. When you have these conversations, you're essentially conducting research on the pain points of your prospects, information that you will then use to either refine your service to ensure it solves their biggest problem, or if it already does, then position it as the best solution for them. It's even better when you conduct in-depth preliminary research before you even get on a call. That's a critical step when you're pitching. The more you know about your prospect and the problem they're facing, the easier it will be for you to ask the right questions and to navigate the tough ones. Once you understand your client's problems and challenges with clarity, you can then align your service as a solution to their problems. But not only a solution, but rather a solution that aligns with the current objectives that they're already pursuing. There are typically six common objectives that corporations are pursuing at any given time. And while this isn't a comprehensive list, at least one of these six tend to be a frequent focus for growing companies. Number one, revenue. Number two, productivity. Number three, cost change. Number four, employee retention. Number five, increased consumers. And number six, good public relations. At any point in time, it's likely that a corporation is seeking to improve their performance as it relates to at least one of these objectives. 
which specific objective is the focus at a particular time will of course vary between companies. But what will become more important is for you to understand which objective your service aligns with. The reason that it's so important for you to make sure that there's alignment between your service and at least one of these objectives is because it creates the path of least resistance. When a corporation is already pursuing one of these objectives, it means that they already recognize the need for a solution in that particular area, meaning that you don't have to convince them that they have a problem. And it also means that they've either already allotted a budget towards acquiring a solution, or if they haven't yet, then they're likely in the process of doing so. That means that you now have a reduced likelihood of running into any budgetary objections, because even if your price is outside of their budget, you can always negotiate a proposal that will serve both you and your client. If you find yourself pursuing a company that's not currently focused on one of these objectives, then find out which objective they are focused on. The exact language that companies use might change slightly from company to company. For example, some companies may use the phrase employee engagement instead of employee retention or operational efficiency instead of productivity. The more research you do to understand your particular market and your prospects better, the easier it will be for you to identify the right language to use. When you define the word objective, it refers to the end goal that the company is looking to accomplish, but it doesn't necessarily speak to the means that they use to do so. So that being said, let's take a closer look at each one of these objectives to get a better understanding of what each of them entails. Number one, revenue. When a company is focused on revenue as their objective, they tend to be looking for solutions that involve sales, marketing, or advertising. These tend to be some of the most common direct means of increasing revenue, but you can also accomplish the same goals through indirect means such as increasing employee retention. Revenue is a foundational component to sustaining any company, which is why the remaining five objectives all affect this one, whether it's directly or indirectly. Number two, productivity. Addressing this objective can happen through employee training, executive coaching, or the implementation of new systems and more. These avenues affect the internal team's ability to increase either their quantity of work or their quality of it. Reduced efficiency within a company means that the money being spent to attract and retain talent is not producing a return on investment, or the return on investment is low, which increase the cost for the company as a result. This is again why productivity in turn has an indirect effect on revenue as well. And speaking of costs, that brings us to number three, cost change. Objectives involving cost change are more specifically about decreasing the costs associated with running the company, and there are several ways that that can happen. This could involve negotiating current contracts with suppliers, finding new suppliers to decrease the cost of goods sold, or decreasing attrition rates within the company so that less money is spent on training new employees or more. Assuming your revenue doesn't decrease as well, a decrease in cost will result in increased gross profit margins and possibly even net profit margins as well, depending on where the cost is reduced from within the business. Number four is employee retention, and this objective tends to involve training or establishing the company's culture. Internal culture is a key component of both employee retention and engagement. In other words, where you work affects how you work. 
You'll also see companies adjusting their hiring practices, opportunities for advancement, and improving their knowledge on their teams by introducing personality assessments so that employees are placed in positions where they can thrive. Employee retention deals with interpersonal relations, meaning that there are a lot of different approaches that companies can take to improve their performance under this specific objective. Number five, increased consumers. Similarly to revenue, increasing consumers will often involve sales and marketing, but it can also involve customer support or customer retention. One of the ways that companies can ensure an ROI on their sales and marketing efforts is by keeping more of the clients that they attract. Most commonly, that job falls to customer support and customer retention, since they tend to be the ones that are dealing directly with the customers. And lastly, number six, good public relations. A company that's pursuing this particular objective typically has a team or dedicated contractors that they work with to handle their public relations, or PR. PR deals with how the public perceives a company, which can either support or work against the previous five objectives that we just talked about. Think about Olivia Pope from Scandal. She was the fixer that came in whenever something went wrong and worked with her gladiators to make all the problems go away. Well, PR tends to be the step before an Olivia Pope is needed, and the better they do in this department, the less likely they are to ever need Olivia and her team. As we've gone through each of these objectives, you've probably noticed that no one objective is mutually exclusive. They can each affect the other, which is beneficial for you as the service provider. It means that even if your service best aligns with objective number two, productivity, as an example, you can still use your service to also improve revenue or decrease costs if that's your prospect's current focus right now. I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again for good measure. The better you understand your prospects, your market, and the problem you're trying to solve, the easier it will be for you to align your services with your prospect's current objectives, also making it easier for you to pitch your price and close a contract. Once you identify the objectives that align the most with your particular service, stick to it. Don't try to become a jack of all trades or solve every problem. To corporate clients, a jack of all means a master of none, and that's not what they're looking for. Your service might have secondary benefits as it relates to other objectives, but become known for solving one problem. It will make it so much easier for you to become the go-to person for your prospects. So let's recap today's conversation. We first talked about the importance of researching your prospects to understand the problem that they're facing and the market that you're either trying to enter in or that you're already operating in. This will give you a foundation for the language that they use to define their problems and the most common objectives that your prospects are usually pursuing. We then covered the six most common corporate objectives to help you more easily identify which of these six your service best aligns with. They were number one, revenue, number two, productivity, number three, cost change, number four, employee retention, number five, increased consumers, and number six, good public relations. Each of these objectives can indirectly affect the other, meaning that with some strategy and research, you can use each one of these as entry points to pitch for your service, regardless of the company's current focus. I would love to know which one of these objectives your service aligns with the most. And if you have any other objectives that we didn't cover in today's conversation, feel free to mention them on our Instagram feed or in our stories at RJ Consulting. 
Friend, as you dive into the research to start applying the information we discussed here today, I want to tell you about the Systems That Scale experience. This 12-week consulting program is designed specifically for entrepreneurs who are already serving corporate clients or who are transitioning towards doing so, and it's going to cover three unique areas. Number one, pricing your services for corporate contracts. Number two, pitching your services with confidence. And number three, retaining corporate clients. This program will make sure that you're not leaving any coins on the table, no matter the contract or the client. It will help you develop both the confidence and the skill set to negotiate and close contracts, no matter how big or small. And it will help you finally get out of the feast and famine cycle of clients in your business and turn your trickle into a flow of income. The Systems at Scale experience will be accepting clients one final time for the remainder of 2020. And if you need help to land your first, your next, or your biggest corporate client yet, then friend, I would love to support you in doing so. Head over to rjcconsulting.com forward slash STS to submit an application. I can't wait to work with you. Friend, I am so grateful to have spent this time here with you this week, and I would truly love to hear your feedback on how this week's episode was helpful for you. So before you go, can I ask you to do me a favor? It would help propel our community forward if you would leave a review and a five-star rating for the podcast on iTunes. It's hard to find podcasts and communities that teach entrepreneurs like us how to enter and thrive in the corporate world. So I need your help to make sure we reach as many people as possible. Please click the link in the show notes to leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes for the Profit Scale podcast. Two minutes of your time can help add two more people to our community. So friend, I will see you same time and same place next week. And until then, I wish you coins, confidence, and all the bags. Bye for now.